0: Welcome to the Rainsville Educational Podcast. This podcast is used to help train and equip believers to become disciple makers to serve God's kingdom through the local church. Enjoy this next session as we talk about this week's Spiritual Rep. Welcome back to the Rep Podcast. This is Zach with you. Episode number nine. The title is Three Reasons. On why you should attend corporate worship. Let's jump back into this. So throw it back to episode one where I introduced you guys to what we call the pathway here at Rainsville First. One of the things that I really hope you picked up on and that you understand from that pathway is that the pathway developed here by the leadership of our church is not the product of some random thought or idea. It's derived directly from Scripture with a deep conviction that if you walk through this given pathway, it will ultimately lead you into a deeper relationship with Christ. Now, if you recall, the very first step of that pathway was participation in corporate worship or in our worship services on Sunday mornings at ten fifteen a.m. and on Wednesday nights at 6, 10 p.m. Why is that the first step? Why would we stress the point that you need to begin at this level and remain, don't miss this, remain faithful to attending the worship services? Why can I say with confidence that you never graduate from worship? Is it really that important for you, here's the question, for you to be faithful to attend worship? Is it really that important? In one word, absolutely. Now here are three quick reasons to defend that conviction. Number one, we need to worship. Or I could say it this way, you were created to worship. You've probably heard this question before, what is man's chief end? The answer that's often given to that question is perhaps even more well-known. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. This is clearly seen when Isaiah says, I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Isaiah 43, verses 6-7, through the word of God. The reason I want to point this out is the first reason, and at the beginning, is because I find it absolutely critical for us to understand a very important distinction. God doesn't need our worship. Jesus said the, cro- the rocks would cry out if we didn't. God's not the one that needs worship, but rather we who need to worship, we who were created to worship Him. It's our grand purpose to worship and therefore glorify the perfect triune God of the universe. I think of this truthful saying from that old theologian, C.S. Lewis. If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. So reason number one for why attending worship is ultra important is that you need to worship. Skipping worship isn't shortchanging God. But rather, shortchanging yourself. Reason number two, we are changed or transformed in worship. There's no doubt in my mind that the purpose of worship is to glorify God. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't have an effect on us the Bible seems to be explicitly clear that there is a transforming work that occurs when the children of God engage in genuine worship as we draw near to God through Jesus Christ. I remember that I once heard about a psychology study conducted on married couples who for some reason, after many years of marriage, after being married for decades and decades. These people tend to start looking like one another. I think it's somewhat humorous and really fascinating and oddly true if you really think about it. If you think of a couple who's been married for 70 years, the person and the people I have in my mind, they, they look like one another. I don't, I don't get it. It's somewhat true and it's fascinating and it's humorous. And apparently it has absolutely nothing to do with genetics or anything like that. (laughs) It's just that over time, this couple has apparently spent so much time with one another that quite literally, they are changed. I don't know how scientifically true that report that I read was. But what I do know is that it is certainly true of believers who are in the presence of the living Lord. We are changed as we spend time with Christ, as we spend time gazing in awe at Christ. We are changed, says Paul, from one degree of glory to another when we behold the glory of the Lord. I have no doubt that you may experience that type of transformative moment of worship in the prayer closet. And I pray that you do. But I also pray that you make certain to be faithful to gather with the people of God for corporate worship on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. That's because something special occurs at the assembled gathering of God's people for worship that you won't encounter in isolation. We behold the presence of the Lord in a special way and we are transformed from one degree of glory to another. Don't skip worship because you were made to worship and you were transformed as you worship. And here's one final thought. That is really the opening lines to a popular Christian song that our student worship team led us in this past week during our student worship service when we raise a hallelujah our enemies flee the song has this catchy line in it my weapon is a melody i think of the old testament people of god when i hear that song who in the 20th chapter of 2nd Chronicles were watching the advancing armies of their enemies, the Moabites, the Edomites, and the Syrians. The way the scene is painted is that this is not looking like a good day for old King Jehoshaphat and the Israelite people. But listen to what happens. 2nd Corinthians chapter 20 verses 20 through 24. And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army and say, Give thanks to the Lord, for his steadfast love endures forever. Now listen to this. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah so that they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. It wasn't a sword from Israel. It wasn't a shield or a bow and arrow. I can't think of a better way to say it. Their weapon really was a melody. A melody of praise, a melody of worship, of truthfulness coming, arising from their hearts. Give thanks to the Lord for His steadfast love endures forever. When we raise a hallelujah, our enemies flee before us. When you feel that spiritual warfare is putting its sots on you, brother and sister, pull out a hymnal and sing and rejoice and even dance like King David. For the enemies flee at the awesome name of our God. And because of that, and I'm sure you agree with me, I often feel strengthened when I leave worship. So was attending worship really that important? Absolutely. And to be quite honest, with reasons like those that I've just shared, I can't imagine why any born-again child of God would willingly skip out on worship. Be faithful to attend worship. Encourage your D groups to attend worship faithfully, even on Wednesday nights. Encourage your students to attend worship, your kids to attend worship, your parents to attend worship. Because we, as the people of God, were created to worship. We are transformed when we worship. And when we raise a hallelujah, our enemies flee from before us. Mm. Amen. I want to take a moment and thank you guys for the questions that you sent back to me from the Google form from last week. I had several that I've worked through uh, and I will still take questions through this week for this upcoming Q&A session. And the first Q&A episode, just so you can circle your calendar, will be on March the 22nd. Well, all right. We're at that point of the podcast where it is time for the Outreach idea of the Week. Well, here's another Outreach idea of the Week for you uh, we know it's an election year, and we know that there's going to be a lot of voting and politicking and all that kind of stuff going on. Uh, you probably know much more about that than I do. But but here's an idea. When election time rolls around, specifically in November, uh, maybe a Sunday school class or a J-Life group would like to provide refreshments for the voters uh, who are maybe standing in long lines at the end of a long day at work. And what an awesome opportunity to just strike up a conversation. You don't have to get political. In fact, I would encourage you not to get political. But offering a drink or snack to these fatigued voters who have been at work all day long could certainly lead to an invitation to connect with them on a deeper level and certainly an invitation for them to come and check out our faith family. Uh, And certainly even an opportunity. We pray for you to share the love of Jesus with someone who does not yet know Him. So I hope this idea has been encouraging for you. I hope it inspires you to make a difference in the local community around us for the glory of God's name. If I can ever do anything for you, please don't hesitate to call, email me, text me, whatever's most convenient for you. I'm happy to help. Hope you guys have a great week. Blessings.